strategies. And it came to my surprise that I found my own culture being spoken about here. And I'm going to say that I'm Palestinian. I probably said that a thousand times, but you know what? I don't care. And um, I got a chance to actually speak with one of the Palestinian speakers today. And I just want to say that I'm so used to people not talking about Palestine because our voices are always silenced. And it's I was so used to just not like, I initially just did not think that this was going to be brought up at all. And so I was surprised to see that I actually got to have discussions with my own people and actually see someone um, do a wonderful speech and seeing the whole crowd like stand up for her. It was a really amazing experience. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, I'm That's what Ecuador is about for us, ourselves. Right? Yeah, just to interject real quick, how many of you all have been in a space like this where it's primarily just, well, not just, but a large portion of the attendees are POC or I want to say BIPOC, but how many of y'all have been in, I ain't, I'm not talking about this. This is where we do stream uh live but yeah, only the two cats from New York raise their hands talking about them. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, they're fist bumping each other. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is just in a space, you know, because let's be real for a moment. Our campus are all the campuses actually are considered you all know that term, predominantly white. Okay. Even if the campus has a large five-time population, PCC as a whole is still considered a PWY. Okay? So let's, let's, let's dispel that myth. Okay. <laughs> so with that said, you all have an had have had the opportunity to be in a space where for the last four days, every time you got here, it was multiple graces, multiple intersectionalities, or intersecting identities. So, you know, and, 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 and that, I know for myself, when I first went, that was one of the strongest impacts that I had. Yeah. So, you know, just to be in that space. So, if you go back, Feeling rejuvenated, feeling a sense of, you know, pride, feeling a sense of, um, you know, invigorated, invigoration. I would suggest to you that that prop, this is probably the least problem. All right, I'm going to pass, I want to pass it. Who else hasn't spoken? I say everybody. Who would like to go? Mike. Go ahead, Mike.
trying to to figure out a way to be able to speak to my experience without becoming emotional and uh it's probably not gonna happen. So I'm uh, reluctant to speak. Um I'm a non traditional student who talks Churches challenging pastors for their theology at the age of 22, sitting on the pulpits, challenging them for their theologies and wait for them to finish 
so I could tap them and punch holes in their theory. And so I came across this book by Huey P. Newton who said that it was counter-revolutionary for us to go against the church because the church was doing so much for our community. So I digressed. We came all basketball is the way I began to see the life and see the world and became a man. So I've been a happy I've been thinking of myself, speaking to people and challenging those close to me for a long time. Family, friends, potential girlfriends, doesn't matter. I've been presenting myself as myself in many spaces and being hated on or disliked. So that's a common thing for me. I'm uncomfortable in that setting. And even in this group, it was brought to my enlightenment that some of my brothers here was thinking and looking at me with white supremacy lenses. And we're in the same group. And that's the impact that white supremacy has. As Dr. Jelani Cobb said in one of our meetings, when we said that white supremacy is at its finest because it can hold us accountable when there's no white folks around. And so with that conversation that he and I had, he allowed us to know that that was how he was thinking in a space that he was trying to find seclusion in space. Me, I've been finding my space and trying to identify and having acceptance for people who are not committed to the fight and speak like they are or basking in the benefits of being black or minority, but yet not standing up to those things fully. Code switching has never been an idealism for me, but I didn't even know they had a name for it, so I came here. I just called it fake-ass shit. <laughs> and that's all I knew. And so, I was glad to see these young people starting to catch on, even my son, starting to get it. And, and conformity is not something that we can sit with. You know what I'm saying? Just as the book by, by the sister Lisa said, Standing on the sideline is not what we can do. Being in the fight is for everyone. And so for me, the greatest enlightenment coming from this event and knowing that basketball is no longer my greatest thing. That's how I got to be where I'm at and that this fight is where we're at. And like the brothers have said already, being with other people who are in this fight, been in the fight way more than I have whoever very intricate ways that we can continue to get better at this fight is what I'm very excited about because I'm one of those leaders. I'm one of those fighters, as Michelle Alexander said. I'm willing to fight my own friends. I'm willing to fight those that look like me and say that they love me. I'm willing to, as Lisa, as Linda said, I will stand and say fuck whoever. If you don't like me, it don't matter what I'm saying though, it's true in fact. And I'll say it again even if you find it uncomfortable. And I think until we all get to that space, then we will continue having to have these discussions as the younger sister said. And the more that we cut from the surface level and get to the depths, is when the real healing and the real um, movement will begin. And until then, say peace to God. I appreciate you.
I know nobody wants to follow that because that was powerful, but. So this is my first national conference. I've been similar conference like this in my previous current job with the FM mentor for the camp program. Not the first I'm in the Rockford campus. Uh, so uh, similar like workshops like this, uh, they're pretty helpful. That is the uh, opportunity, and that would also like the they're very helpful and we've learned a lot from this and we
Was it was the lower half enclosed? So Share your testimony quickly, please. Okay. Oh, I just like. Here. Get better, closer. Is that better? Speaking to it. Little close. Little close. Better? Yeah, that should be. Um, my experience was a little bit of a mixture of both. Uh, bittersweet, just because um, you know, my reality and a lot of those realities of living with disability uh, is really hard work. Um, it's not really talked about and racism does exist in the disability community. Um, it doesn't matter what color skin, skin color you are. Um, a lot of people deal with racism. Um, definitely there's a lot of ableism that happens. Um, I think for me, attending the conference, it just kind of brought back um, a lot of those things that I've been working on uh, in regards to advocacy work. Um, but it also kind of brought back those moments of anger, a little bit of sadness of how we're in this age and age, people with disability and minorities, uh, by, uh, people of color, they're, they're still not even seen as people. And that really hurt, you know, that's like, um, Lift the microphone. Okay. You know, that, that kind of hurts sometimes, you know, um, walking into a job interview and knowing that you're not even getting, you're not even going to get a chance to even interview. It's sometimes really hard. Um, I had gone to one of the sessions and uh, it was a session on disability uh, and one of the presenters used the word prick to explain people with disabilities and how they identified themselves and uh, made me really angry. Um, 
and I spoke up about it and I, I told them, hey, I don't appreciate that word. I don't think we should be using it because as people who are differently abled, we, we have to fight it so much and giving negative connotation is something that, like doesn't really help out the situation. It just makes it worse. It's, as a minority, sometimes we take each other down even more. And I don't think we should be doing this. We think we should be lifting each other up. And a lot of people agree with me. And I was telling them how, like, um, just some of the accessibility ways that were even in the conference, and they all um, agree with me. And a lot of the people even felt inclined to uh, share their stories and how they, how they were feeling. Um, because I could feel, we could feel the moment. It was just tense because we were just all full of uh, our emotions and um, just sharing those, those experiences with them. Um, I felt like it was really inspiring, but teaching, everyone can learn from teaching. Um, but I think as people, we sometimes. Lift the mic up a little bit. There you go. There you go. Sometimes as um, people with disabilities, we get tired of it. We get tired of having to be the teacher. We get tired of being the ones having to explain to everyone, you know, how things should be when we live in a day and age where all the info is at the fingertips. Um, and so, you know, today was a little bittersweet day. My name is Willow Graduates from high school. I missed his graduation, but. Congratulations. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was uh, a good experience. Um, just really grateful to have seen my old boss and <laughs> one of her coworkers, and she just saw me a few minutes ago. A few before we came in here, and so I was excited to see her. And it just I don't know brought me a lot of memories of like just you know they, they were so always so supportive uh, when I attended the institution. So. They just brought up um, memories of uh, how grateful I am that they they took the time to allow me to be hired and work for them for a year and just be just be Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, you know, Miguel brings up a very a very unique point. And I'm gonna speak the word unique in the sense of this conference, for all of this, for all for what it's worth, it's a good conference. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. If you if you personify the conference like a person, as this world ain't evolved, it's just like we are. Okay? Yeah, we all have to grow and evolve, just like every. Okay, so. Conference itself still has a ways to go. Okay. Right? So definitely appreciate you sharing your experience, your testimony with you. Mm -hmm. You know, because that is a real one too. You know, that that uh, take a deeper dive. Right? Mm -hmm. On that same note, there's one thing that needs to talk about. I'm a business Absolutely. The, the point of a bot 